Everybody needs just the right amount of fuel to get going in the morning. For some, a nice McDonald's egg and cheese bagel is just enough to do it. Others might prefer a McDonald's bacon egg and cheese bagel. Or perhaps a sausage egg and cheese bagel. And there are those where nothing will do but a hearty McDonald's steak egg and cheese bagel. Four different breakfast bagels to get you going. Tomorrow morning, give your engine a head start at participating McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. And the ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, and many others. Please download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse. Go check out all of the two- and four-year degrees, plus their brand-new programs on campus at Oswego Street and James Street, including the nursing program, bryantstratton.edu. BryantStratton.edu, Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse, the official college of the ML Sports Platter. Later in this podcast, I'm going to talk to the former Ohio State superstar Bobby Carpenter, now doing amazing things as a color analyst uh, covering college football for the ACC Network. Uh, we'll get to that here in a bit. But before we do that, speaking of Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse, I had an opportunity recently to talk to several of the players on the women's basketball team in anticipation of the 2021-2022 campaign under head coach Clay Sherman. Here are those interviews. It is Bryant and Stratton College Women's Basketball Media Day. I'm Mike Lindsley. Eunice Salong with us um, here with the Bobcats. You've got an interesting journey yeah, that, that you came over here with. Um where just tell my audience you know where are you from and and how did you get into the game of basketball yeah i'm from kenya i came through big dream visions uh it's an organization based in america but they help kids in back in kenya to develop their talents and mostly orphans and kids who are not able to uh follow their dreams okay They so it's kind of like an agency, and they place you. No, and they... really, they just help kids to pursue their dreams. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So your game is, you're a forward kind of center type player. You play on the inside. Yes. Okay. On the outside. Okay. And when did you start playing basketball? I started playing basketball in 2016. Really? So yeah. just five years ago, yeah. you just started playing basketball. Yeah. Um, can I assume that it was soccer before that, or something else? I used to run. Runners, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. So, what what have you learned? You know, being over here uh, with the you know Bryant and Stratton team and being in the states and your new teammates. What have you learned so far? I've learned um, the possibilities of um, growing and opportunities and um, the exposure. I've learned uh, teamwork yeah. with them. I've, I've learned a lot from them, especially basketball-wise. Um, they are more skilled than where I come from and uh, where I've been. So I've learned a lot in terms of basketball. That's great. Yeah. Now you have—I love your accent, by the way—and you have you. I, I don't know what the native language is uh, from your home country, but um, did you learn English there? Yeah. You did, okay. Yes, it's it's our national language, but we speak Kiswahili. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Swahili is more. That's a Jeopardy question, right? You you, yeah. you put that on Jeopardy. Um, 
Final final question that I have for you is, uh, what are you studying and what do you hope to, to do down the road here? Yeah, I'm pursuing um, associate degree in accounting. Accounting. Um, and That's a grind. Yeah. You're working hard at yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope to go pro in yeah. basketball Good. as well as uh, pursue my dream in accounting as well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been great. Eunice Salon, thank you for, for your time. I appreciate it. And I'll see you here uh, all, all winter long for some basketball. Yeah, thank you. Looking right. forward for the games. You bet. I'm excited. Here we are at Brian Stratton College Women's Basketball Media Day for the Syracuse Outfit. We have brought along Janae Gables here. Um, can you believe the season's starting? My goodness. It's, it went It's quick, like... We're a couple weeks away from our first game in November 8th. It went really fast. Yeah, it's not that far away. Um, what kind of friendships have you formed with your teammates? Most of us are close. We see each other every day because we're on campus together mm-hmm. and stuff. We joke around. It's cool. Do you have a lot of um, uh, tough classes? What, what are you taking? I'm taking uh, my major is criminal justice. Oh, wow. And... Um, the classes aren't really hard right now. Math They'll is, get harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Math is probably the biggest struggle right now, but I'm getting through it. Um, the final thing I have for you is uh, where are you from and when did you get started playing the game of basketball? I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Okay. I started playing around... New York City, the greatest <laughs> city of them all. I, I started playing around... 12 or 11 okay but nothing really too serious like playing in the parks and then i got i went to high school in syracuse and i started playing oh wow where was high school nottingham High School. oh nottingham yeah i've, I've done a lot of games there so brooklyn you, you know new york such a rich basketball place you played all the parks have you ever been to rucker park no you haven't been to rucker Not yet. what parks did you play at i played at most of the parks in Bushwick, okay. Linden, yep. parks, stuff okay. like that. Very cool. Well, look, good luck this season. Uh, Janae Gables, appreciate the time. Um, we'll see you in the gym here in a few weeks. Thank you. All right. Here we are at Bryant and Stratton College Women's Basketball Media Day for the Syracuse Outfield. Jahiah Cook is with us, and I hear that you played at UNLV. Yes. Wow. Okay. So talk about that experience a little bit and – in terms of being here with the Bobcats, how does that translate into what you're trying to do here in Central New York? Um, the 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 level of play was a little different, atmosphere a little, little different bit. than yeah, <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot. Let me say a lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Big difference. Yeah. Um, but um, here I'm trying to. Uh, I went there for what, three years. Here I'm trying to basically be all American, go go hard, hopefully play overseas, go to the league if that's you know, if that's an option. Um, and by league, yeah. you mean WNBA? WNBA, eventually? overseas. Okay. okay. Yeah. So one thing that is happening in the game today is there's, you know, the center position is basically gone at, at all levels. It's all swing and wing and, you know, combo guards and dribble drive and all that sort of thing. Where do you fit into the game today? You know, h- how it operates. Are you a guard forward do you do you kind of see yourself as an all all around kind of swiss army knife how, um, how, how do you play the game it's funny because growing up i was strictly point guard that, okay. that was it um playing d1 basketball you obviously have to learn how to play the post because yep. you know it's bigger girls sure. it's guards that play posts yep. like yep. so you have to learn post defense mm-hmm. which 
I've learned, um, actually, Coach Sherman, like in practice, put me at the four a couple of times, um, had me guard the four a couple of times, guard the five. So I'm pretty much all around. All right, I like it. <laughs> uh, and you're from? California, California, Vallejo, California. Okay. Went to high school Valley in Valley Joe? Is that what I heard? Vallejo Valley Joe. Yeah. Who told you that, him? Maybe. That yeah. is <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yes, Vallejo, uh, California. That's how yeah, you pronounce yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you are not prepared for the winners. No. So do you have winter coats? Do you have clothing? Because it gets pretty ridiculous around I've these heard, parts, okay? I have coats. I don't have any boots. That's the only okay. thing I don't. So you need waterproof boots. You need great gloves. And you need... Gloves, too. They didn't tell oh, me yeah. that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm here for. helping me out. That's what I'm here for. And then okay. you need a really nice, like, wool... Beanie beanie yeah. winter cap yeah, yeah go over your ears over the earlobes if you've yeah. got them and, and make sure that happens yeah. um final thing that i have for you is yes. um what kind of connections have you made with your teammates so far and how about the on-campus experience in terms of what you're studying how about that the okay. student life sort of thing so okay. far and, so far and, and a lot my, of that with your teammates obviously as far as my teammates um like we click everybody click um for the most part um it's been it's a little different because yeah. um like the levels like you know like with with division one like mm-hmm. not knocking any of my teammates because they're all great players great athletes um but it's just a little different like the expectations i should say so um i'm just trying to be a leader um for those who want to you know step it up step it up guide them help them cool. as much as i can as a teammate and as far as my um, my major, I'm business major. Cool. Um, before I came here, I was actually training kids. When I left UNLV, after I left, I took some time off, started training kids. Ended up getting like pretty good amount of clients. So then yeah. I was like, that's when Coach Sherman reached out to me. And that's when I was like, why not? I like it. I like it. I always am. Can I know I said this was the last question, but I'm always intrigued by all the sneakers that oh, yeah. uh, everybody Big wears these fan. days you, yeah. you're okay so what's funny though is that i see a lot of people wearing the jordan brand all over the place and it's crazy because you you ladies and and, and guys with the bobcats and everywhere else i go you're half my age and you didn't even <laughs> see michael jordan play right and uh, you're wearing the jordan brand so that just gives me another layer of how unbelievably huge that guy see, i'm a bit he's, uh, he definitely have an impact the on global everybody. impact yeah. generational uh, I agree. oh man I mean, it's unbelievable. Well, look, Jaya Cook, this has been amazing. Yes. Thank you so much. Good luck, and we'll see you soon on the hard court. Yes, absolutely. Back with you here at Bryant and Stratton College Women's uh, Basketball Media Day. We are here with Michaela Eichhorst, and uh, we're starting, I can't believe it's, you know, October. I'm sure you're probably looking. Right? It's insane. So um, what have you done to prepare for the season? What was your offseason like? Did you do... uh, you know, obviously we're still dealing with coronavirus. So are you, you know, was training different? What did you do from a physical standpoint to prepare? Everything with COVID was just hard. I mean, we living from living in the country. I mean, we don't have as much opportunity as kids coming from the city or other places around the world. Um, I mean, I just ran a block. I mean, I did what I could, went to the local park, played with some kids. I mean, that's all we really have out by us. Pick up games left and right. Yes. So where are you from? I'm from Pitcher, New York, near Cincinnati. Okay. Okay. All right. When did you first kind of start playing basketball? I started playing when I was little with my uh, brothers and sisters. We were currently living in Wisconsin. We played um, at school, and then I've just gone all the way up. 
What can you say about your teammates? Who have you forged friendships with? Um, the girls here today, just everybody's amazing. I love every single one of them. And we're just all, we have a special bond. Every single one of us, we do everything together and we never leave anyone out. What are you studying? I'm studying accounting. Um, I think it's something that's good oh, to know. It's a grind, though. <laughs> it is hard. If, if but you get into it. Yeah. yeah. Once you know what you're doing and once you get your foot into it, you're good to go. Yeah, no doubt. Final question for you. Um, what have you talked about with Coach Clay in terms of, uh, you know, the season and his expectations of you? Um, just being big and protecting our basket and um, getting back on defense. I love it. Michaela, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Here we are with Mo Johnson from the Bobcats women's basketball team, Syracuse, New York. Um, you come from Virginia. Are you prepared for the winners? No, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have? You have coats, gloves. What have they told you to get? Everything. Thermals. You have everything? No, not yet. I okay. don't get them. All right. Well, it's 75 now, but I'll tell you that within weeks, mm-hmm. it will be 25. I know. When I first came up here, I first worked outside. It was very cold. Yeah. I had them jacket, pants, yeah. running. Yeah, no doubt. Um, get into your, your history a little bit here. I mean, you, you were at Bryant and Stratton in Virginia. Yes. Now you're up in upstate New York. But, you know, what was your time like there? And, and when did you start playing the game of basketball? Um, I always played the game of basketball ever since I was little. Okay. Uh, I took it serious. I always had it, took it serious. And at Bryant and Stratton in Virginia, it went well, but I just wanted different scenery for college experience. So my coach said that Coach Sherman had wanted me up here, so I just came up here to see the different experience and living style. And you you obviously have friends from your old team, and now you forge new friendships here. So what has it been like with this group? They've been fine. They've been mad cool. They've been the same type of friends I had back at home, just different people. Gotcha. Mo Johnson, good luck. Thank you. The ML Sports Platter brought to you by Stanley Law Offices and Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse. Let's bring him in. He is a uh, former Ohio State star, a uh, seven-year NFL linebacker, and he currently is the uh, co-host of a tremendous, tremendous show, Morning Juice. You can get him on Twitter at bcarp3. That's at bcarp, the number three, and bobbycarpenter.com does color work for the ACC Network as well and as a contributor for OutKick. Bobby Carpenter, this is tremendous. Thank you for coming on. It was awesome to meet you at the Carrier Dome. How are you, sir? Oh, it was my pleasure. It was an uh, awesome experience up there. Carrier Dome, was, uh, renovations were fantastic. Really enjoyed my first experience up there. Let's start. We're going to kind of just go all, go all over the board here a little bit with, with football, but I wanted to ask you a couple of, of Q's questions. Number one, when you watch Sean Tucker run the football, what do you see? Oh, goodness. Well, I mean, you know, I'm sure, you know, being Syracuse, he's got some New York Giants fans there. Uh, but he reminds me of a guy who I played against in college, and he was, a, you know, Marshall was a freshman then a number of times when he was with the Giants when I was playing for the Cowboys. You know, he has a very uh, a Mod Bradshaw-esque running mm. style to him. You know, he's very powerful with his cuts. He can pull through tackles. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's got, you know, really big legs, strong legs, and you can see him kind of, be able to shift and move and find spaces and lanes because of all that. And that's what's uh, really impressive. So everybody loves to cough and I'm sitting there watching him like, man, you know, who is this guy remind me of? And all of a sudden it just hit me. I'm like, that was pretty darn good. He was pretty tough to tackle there for a number of years. And it just, I think it's a, it's a pretty good comparison kind of on their size and build and even uh, to a great extent, their running style. What do you think of the future of, 
of SU football. I mean, the fan base is kind of down again. You know, as we record this, they just lost against Wake Forest. It was a tough loss. They lost the week before that to Florida State. Uh, they could easily be maybe 4-2, and 5-1, and 6-0. and oh. We know that sports, 6-0, uh, and oh, it's probably a little unrealistic, right? But um, certainly could have a winning record, and now they have to face Clemson. They've got other games coming up. What What is the state of this program right now, in your opinion? Well, I, I think it's tough. There's a number of factors. Like it, It's been a long time since they've been able to kind of recruit at a pretty high level and had some of those elite you know, NFL players. And as you walk through the halls up there, I mean, the guys that I – and played against in the NFL, but grew up watching the Donovan Nabs, the Dwight Freeze, the Marvin Harrisons, um, you know, like Keith Bullock. I mean, just some of those great players, a lot of there with, with Paul plus Leslie. It's tough, you know, to get guys to go to their cold weather schools. And, you know, especially it's, it's not a, you know, a metro environment now. So if you're trying to recruit kids from New York and New Jersey, you know, to, to go all the way up, I mean, it, it can be a little bit rough. Now, they renovated the Carrier Dome, which I think helps a lot. Guys like great facilities, and that's a big piece, you know, being able to play and wanting to be in a nice environment. You know, but they've got to continue to pour money into the program. But you guys start getting some signature wins. You felt like, you know, Babers was doing that at first. Kind of s- slowed off. But, you know, beating Wake Forest would have been nice. I mean, they're the, the last from hitting unbeaten in the ACC. And if you would have got that win, like, that kind of puts – you know, cues back up on the headlines and puts them, you know, in the forefront. And that's, you've got to have that presence now. And I feel like if you want to be able to have success where, you know, kids are able to see you, you're on you know, sports center, you know, you're kind of out there in front where everybody can see it. And I think that that really matters. Bobby Carpenter, our guest here on the ML Sports Platter, of course, the former Ohio State superstar national champion in 2002 and played in the NFL uh, for multiple teams. Uh, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of your career, Bobby. I, I remember like it was yesterday watching you play and, and loved watching you play, um, especially in college. Um, can you give me an idea of how you see this college football playoff taking form here? I mean, this is a, you know, when Alabama loses, everybody's jaw obviously just sits on the floor because it just doesn't happen that often. They lose to A&M. Georgia looks strong. Your Buckeyes are in the mix. How does this play out? Gosh, I wish if I knew that, I uh, probably quit my job. I'd go to Vegas. I'd put all the money I had on it. You'll be able to pick the final four teams and address it. It's, this is crazy. I just ended up doing uh, you know, my piece for Outkick this week of you know recording all the craziness that's going to happen. Like I, I think ultimately Notre Dame, and they're kind of tangentially related to the SEC or the ACC. There, I mean, I think they're going to probably finish ten and two. Like. The, their schedule isn't overly tough. I think Blacksburg on uh, Friday night was probably maybe their toughest remaining test. Stanford just got bludgeoned by uh, Arizona State. So, you know, on, on uh, you know, primetime stage, like they're not probably going to be a test at the end of the year. USC, I mean, they're, they're struggling mightily. Um, you know, there's just a lot of issues that they're going to be dealing with or that, uh, that these teams are playing or dealing with. So I think Notre Dame ultimately probably goes you know, ten and two, and I'm like, why is that important? Well, Cincinnati wins out, and Notre Dame's ten and two, and they played like they did against them. They're getting in. Like that, that's the reality of it. Because of what they did against Georgia last year, and so you have to start looking around. Like the ACC, it doesn't look like they'll get a team in. Pac-12, like Stanford losing, that hurts Oregon. You know, they're going to need you know their loss to kind of hold up, and they're also going to need some teams to you know be good out there to be able to kind of give them weight with some of their victories. And you have so many teams from the Big Ten East, you know, and five from the Big Ten ranked in the top ten. Like, Bama just lost. OU 
one, but you feel like they could lose at any week, any given week now. So I think what we're starting to see now is a lot of the uh, a lot of the issues from COVID, you know, where guys weren't playing as much, and you've got some super seniors on other teams. And if you get down into the depth of some of these squads and they have some injuries, like it's just really hard for them to be able to produce players like they did before when they weren't able to get as much practice in leading in. So like this year, to me, you know, it's just going to be as difficult to pick as anybody. I think some of the teams are probably starting to hit their stride right now. Like that, That's going to help. Like Ohio State, they were left for dead after Oregon. I didn't think they'd have a shot, and they're starting to finally play some good football. So as they play the Penn State, the Michigan State, the Michigans, we'll see if they have enough. But, uh, yeah, that's, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. I think probably going into November, it'll be the, the most uncertain it's been in a long time since 2014 of who's going to potentially make the playoff. So you're, you're an Ohio guy. Um, you were born in the state. You went to Lancaster High School. And so you know from the earliest of ages what Ohio State football is all about. The program, the history, the legends, all that sort of thing. How did you end up at Ohio State? You know, how did you uh, decide that that was the place for you? you? You wanted to stay in your home state. And on top of that, how did you deal with growing up in a place nearby where, you know, the expectations and, pre- I mean, they're there. You know, the, the, the minute you say yes to that and go there, you, you've got a ton of pressure. It's almost like a mini NFL at Ohio State. Yeah, you know, I guess you, know, you look back on that now and think that. That was maybe one of the reasons I was not necessarily worried of going there, but that wasn't the biggest Ohio State fan growing up. And so, uh, you know, I was kind of looking at all my options and trying to figure it out and look at it objectively. I looked at a lot of different schools, you know, across the country. And you know, I wanted to be close to home, and they had a great program, great facilities. I knew I could coach really well. Um, but the pressure, it all comes down from, like, you know, wanting to succeed. Internal pressure has always been – greater on me, you know, for me than external pressure. That's the case with, I think, a lot of great competitors. They could give two craps about what people say, especially if it's good. Like, they're trying to focus on the bad stuff that they have to improve on and knowing where they're at. And so I think, you know, you hear this now, and kids probably see it more because of social media and the Internet and everything else that it goes into it. But you know, I still believe that they're, you know, most of these, these players, like, they put a lot of the pressure on themselves because they wanted to be good for so long and now that they get this opportunity it's like okay you just want to take advantage of it for yourself and for your family um and everything else you know it's out there but i don't know if it really plays into as much people as much as people think what's it feel like when you win a national championship you know what's going through your body when you're a champion you know gosh i was so young when it happens my first year you were a true freshman you kicked ass as a true freshman yeah well i appreciate i mean we played all right you know i played decent amount, but it's, uh, you know, you don't really know what you don't know. Like, that's the thing about young people. You don't know what you don't know. And I didn't realize, like, I thought that was, hey, you win every close game. We won every close game that we played in. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until later in my career you started to experience some heartbreak. Like, next year we were a better team and, and you know, lost a close one to Mich- uh, Wisconsin. We got beat pretty good by Michigan. Um, and then we lost a close one my senior year to Texas that potentially would have put us back there as well. And you don't know what you don't know. And so you experience that jubilation, that excitement. You know, I appreciated watching my brother win one on the staff in 2014, um, probably more just knowing how hard it was to get there and watching them, you know, respond, you know, come back from a difficult loss. Uh, but that's, uh, 
I think you, you know when, you, when you're young, like it just seems like that's the, that's the way that it's supposed to be, and it's fun, it's exciting. But gosh, I wish I would be able to go back there and kind of savor that night a little bit more. Cowboys, Dolphins, Lions, Patriots in the NFL. I'm sure the first time you put the Buckeyes uniform, and, and I should mention, I guess Rams as well. I think you were a practice squad guy that year, or, or it was kind of like an off season deal. Um, but as far as the Ohio State uniform. And then the Cowboy uniform. And the Patriots had already started to form the dynasty. They're a decade into this thing. Uh, plus, um, compare those uniforms, putting them on for the first time. Ohio State, New England, Cowboys. How How is it similar? Was there a difference? Oh, it's a huge difference. I mean, it's a job. You're putting on you know, a uniform to go work. You're getting paid to provide a service. And, you know, it's great. You know, the Cowboys, iconic jersey, Patriots. You know, there's some... Uh, um, there was some really cool stuff, you know, involved in all that, but you know, still at the end, I mean, um, you know, like I said, you're getting paid to, to do a job. And so that's ultimately what it kind of comes down to, you know, with everything is, you know, if you don't, if you don't perform, they're getting rid of you in college and you put Ohio State jersey on, that's, that's a big deal. That matters a lot. So uh, I think that's probably where things were a little bit different, where you, it's a place you chose to go place you ultimately you know, wanted to go and uh you know you put that on and you, you're representing all the people that kind of played before you and wore those numbers and everything else like that a couple more quick ones for bobby carpenter the former star of ohio state to multiple teams in the nfl now a college football analyst and co-host of uh the morning juice on 97.1 the fan um tom brady what what has made tom brady you know, how, how has he separated himself? What what is what's so different about Brady that you saw up close? You know, I think it's his you know relentless desire to improve and succeed. I mean, usually people get to be good, and then they kind of it's easy to, to not work quite as hard. You know, there's the uh, successes like Martinis that'll you know kind of relax you, and. Um, you know, it's tough to be as, as passionate as you were and as grind as hard as you were and sacrifice the same way. Uh, but you know what? Like he never has stopped. He's always tried to find an edge. He's always, you know, pushed forward and, and tried to get done what he could. And uh, he just works at it each and every day. Like it's his first day on the job. And he's, he's the most humble guy in the world, greatest teammate you're going to find. Um, and, uh, I think that's pretty much it. I, mean, I couldn't ask for a guy that I would have enjoyed playing with more, who I thought was, I was very surprised when I met him. I'd heard good things, but I was just totally blown away, you know, by what type of human he was. All right. Final thing. Uh, when you were calling that Syracuse Liberty game at the Carrier Dome, your play-by-play guy was, was Drew Carter. You guys had awesome chemistry. Uh, Drew is an up-and-coming superstar. I mean, when I listen to him, I, I, I think he's been in the business for 15 years. He's so good at what he does, the detail and all that sort of thing. What, what are your impressions of him as a broadcaster? Oh, I, I emailed some people at ESPN right away. and We called two games together for, for the last two weeks. I said, hey, this guy's really good. You know, Mike, he, uh, he's really impressive. And I'm not super versed in, in working with people on – uh, in live game broadcasts, I've uh, worked with you know, you know, been around Stephen A. Hay and Mike Greenberg and you know, but Randy Scott doing sports and all these different guys. 
you know, that are really, really impressive, like Laura Rutledge, I mean, all of them. And uh, even Tess, Tess were doing, uh, you know, a mega cast with him. And it was, it was impressive to see because I'm like, this guy has, I mean, there's still obviously development that needs to happen, but you can see talent and skill right away in what he's able to do and, you know, how composed he is. And it was even more impressive because it was him returning to it, you know, his alma mater for the first time. And there's, you know, there's an element of pressure with that as well. Uh, for him having to go out there and perform and, you know, with a lot of eyes of everyone kind of staring at him to make sure that everything he did was going to be, you know, under the microscope. And, you know, he performed at a, at a, at a big time level and it was really, really impressive. Well, he spent seven years in the NFL as a linebacker and, of course, a great career at Ohio State College Football Analyst. Currently, BobbyCarpenter.com, a contributor for OutKick. Uh, and uh, co-host of the Morning Juice on 97.1 The Fan, and uh, be on the lookout for him on television, including the ACC Network, at bcarp3 on Twitter, at bcarp3. Bobby, so appreciative of the time. It was awesome to meet you uh, in central New York. Continued success your way. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Barks and Rec Doggy, Daycare, Rosie's Corner, Liverpool Physical Therapy, Pressed with Golf, and our great friends over at the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group. Log on today to vcgtransforms.com. Become a better leader both personally and professionally. Huge tip of the cap. Thank you as well to Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual in New York State and the Swan and Whitaker families. Huge, 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 huge tip of the cap. Also, thank yous go out to all of the women's basketball players of uh, Bryant and Stratton College, Syracuse, as well as Bobby Carpenter. This is the ML Sports Platter. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. And as I always tell you, Enjoy the games. University of Maryland Global Campus was established to bring a respected state university education to working adults at home and abroad. 70 years ago, we sent professors overseas to educate service members and their families on military installations and on the front lines. Today, we're online because that's where working adults need us, that's where you need us. We'll support your commitment to being a successful student with services that fit your lifestyle, and we offer more than 90 programs and specializations for where you are and where you want to be. University of Maryland University College is now University of Maryland Global Campus. We go the distance because times have changed, but what we're made for hasn't. UMGC offers online support for veterans, including resources at the Veterans Resource Center, no-cost digital materials replacing most textbooks, virtual advising, transfer credits, and lifetime career services. Speak to our dedicated military and veterans advisors who can help you find the right degree for your career path. Visit umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV. How many steps do you take before you have foot pain? Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with The Good Feet Store, and the truth is, the battle between our feet and the concrete or asphalt usually winds up with our feet losing. 
Studies show that about 75% of people will experience some kind of foot pain by middle age. I found that out a number of years ago with plantar fasciitis, and I tried to remedy it with shoes and drugstore cushions that didn't work. Finally, I went to the Good Feet store, was personally fitted for arch supports, and I loved them so much, I bought the store. Without a plan to protect and support your feet, it is likely you could one day be one of the millions living with chronic foot pain. Don't wait until pain demands that you visit us. Stop by the Good Feet store today and let one of our trained arch support specialists fit you with your personal system of arch supports. The Good Feet store is located in Fairfax, Leesburg, Rockville, Baltimore and Hunt Valley, and in Annapolis in the Annapolis Harbor Center. For more information, go to goodfeet.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.